since we mentioned the soundtracks there in uh, Saturday Night Fever is yeah. in that top list there. Mm-hmm. It was the bodyguard and stuff. Uh, I know that you had seen the uh, the uh, documentary on that uh, Robert Stigwood. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, the, just the fact that uh, the the movie studios were not interested in music soundtracks, movie soundtracks. Sure. And he he kept all the uh, proceeds from the soundtrack for Saturday Night uh, Fever as well as Grease. Yeah. You know, because the movie students go, yeah, we're not interested in that. He goes, okay, I'll put, it, I'll put it out myself. Yeah, I'll make a couple of dollars with this. Yeah, yeah they're just like, yeah, movie soundtracks don't sell. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're, we're just not interested in putting money out on yeah. that. And then literally those two records spawned a whole industry of those. It did. Because, <laughs> dude, especially in the 80s, man, man, it, it was as big a deal to have a soundtrack as it was to have an album. Absolutely. You know, if you were the, if you were, I mean, how many big hits did we get from bands on soundtracks? Well, I mean, I, I watched, um, I watched, uh, the new, uh, Top Gun last night mm-hmm. and obviously they start started the uh, movie with uh danger zone. Yeah. Kenny Loggins. Yeah. Yeah. He, he probably made his whole career off of that song. Absolutely. Which you know, you, you had the opportunity to meet Kenny at, I at, did. at the little Kent theater. I did for the black, not black blue, blue sky riders. Right. But to think about that, Kenny, Kenny Loggins, uh, Miss, uh, Loggins and Messina. And then of course, uh, Kenny Loggins solo, um, with quite a footloose and, you know, top gun or the, uh, dangerous sure. song. And, you know, the guy sold you know, had, had some pretty footloose, another, another movie. Yeah, footloose was huge too. Yeah, yeah. I know. And you see him playing in a little theater in Kent, Ohio. Yeah. That holds what? 600 people. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Isn't that, isn't that weird? It is weird. Yeah. It's cool though. Yeah. Are you cool. still in touch with that girl? What's her name? Georgia. Georgia Middleman. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you? Oh yeah. And what, and what, what are they doing? Nothing anymore. That blue Blacks Sky or blue sky riders is not doing anything. They don't have, I don't know what happened there. They didn't have a falling out per se. I think they just felt like it ran its course. Well, maybe it did. And you know, Kenny Loggins is doing his thing. I see him pop up on things here and there. He's starting to get a little long in the tooth himself. He's starting to get that, um, Gordon Lightfoot thing going on in his, <laughs> in him, you know, he's looking a little old, but, and then, That's um, funny. Georgia and her husband, Gary Burr, who is the other guy in the, who is the third part of blue sky riders. They, um, they do a lot of shows like in New York and in Nashville. And, um, they actually, if, if people want to hear that kind of music, that kind of like soft rock type of a thing, they do a live thing every Wednesday and Sundays on their Facebook for nothing. So, okay. Where they just sit on their couch and play guitars and play songs. Sure. I've actually watched, a dozen of them or so it's pretty fun actually it's cool very so, good so yeah they're still they're still active but yeah kenny kenny loggins he doesn't need that he doesn't need to go quite honestly seeing kenny loggins in a little room like that that tell i mean the guy's kenny loggins for god's sake kind of my, my point is that yeah. somehow some way he yeah. decided to do this little hoot nanny thing and yeah and it, he doesn't need that he's he's got to have a 50 million dollars in the bank Right. Well, you would, you would think that with the popularity of, of the new top gun, uh, you know, it might've re-energized his career or something, you know? Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure it probably, probably gave him a nice little boost, 
Although I got to say this about the Top Gun is my, and I enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it? It was okay. I mean, it yeah. was, it was, um, it was, it was done well. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, obviously they were trying to capture a lot of the nuances of, mm-hmm. of the original, which, which they did. I mean, there was a, there was some revisiting the past and yeah, you know, trying to, uh, capture the spirit of, of the original top gun where, where these guys, especially that, uh, can't the, the, the smart ass, uh, pilot guy goose or in the new movie or in the old one the new one the new one oh what is his name i only watched it once I don't or something like that. yeah 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 well you know uh, basically uh trying to recapture that whole uh rivalry thing yeah you know, you know which which they did and it was okay movie i mean it wasn't bad yeah i mean it was it was it was a watchable movie i just I just want the only thing that drove me nuts was how they they pretended like those kids would be like so down with great balls of fire. None of them kids would know that shit. <laughs> well, unless unless of course it's a tradition thing, you know. I, if you're not necessarily because you're down with it because that's your favorite kind of movie, but it's just carrying on a, a, a legacy traditional thing. Yeah. You know, I think that was just thrown in one thousand percent to grab the old ladies that are watching this now that remember that scene in the in the first movie yeah, so well, he just did yeah, it again yeah, well again of course it's the whole you know trying to make it relatable to the original movie mm-hmm. you know and and i thought they i thought they did a good job of doing that you know yeah um that that bartender chick uh what's her name in real life in which in the new movie yeah the new one tom cruise's love interest oh, what's her, uh, jennifer conley oh yeah yeah mm-hmm uh, what what is your thoughts on her? Jennifer Conley? Yeah, in general. I mean, not specifically in that role in that movie, but just as a as an actress. Do you find her attractive at all? I used to, but she got too thin. Oh, okay. When she was a little bit thicker with the big cans. Okay. I liked her. When she was in that um whatever the movie was where she was bouncing on the ball in the store. Um <laughs> what was that movie? Career opportunities. Okay. I liked her then. She was kind of hot. She was like a hot, big titted 20 year old. And I was digging her then, <laughs> but she's, you know, she's gotten kind of, you know, she, she has not aged well. Yeah. She, she comes off like a real pissy housewife. Yeah. She definitely does that. You know, it's just like, uh, she, I I've seen her in several movies and, and she just, some about her just rubs me the wrong way. I, I, right. I you know, again, she could be the nicest person in the world. But mm-hmm. she just comes off as a pissy housewife, always pissed about something all the time. Always got yeah. an attitude about something. It's just like, get out of my face. Will you get out of here? Yeah. She's, um, she's, um, she's a real cunt in Snowpiercer. <laughs> I don't know if you ever watched that show Snowpiercer, I, I but she's, a, she's a real pig in that one. Just a real <laughs> she's cunt. A, she's a pig. Not, not ugly pig, but just a pig. Her attitude is real yeah. piggish. She's a yeah. real fucking bitch. Yep. Yeah, I think that's kind of the role that she plays. I guess. I guess just, it's it's not a role that I enjoy watching though cuz it, no. it it just gives me the it just gives me the <laughs> that feeling that I just want to get up and run out of the room. Right. No failed musician, that's not just women in general. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So, yeah, I mean, I thought she did. I didn't recognize her right away when she was. And I was like, who's that chick? Who's that chick? Oh, it's been a while since I seen her. Yeah. She's got a few years on her now. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of miles been ridden ridden down that road. That's for sure. (laughs) But yeah, I watched that last night, uh, you know, just to see what that was all about. And Again, if you're a fan of the original movie, I, I think this does a pretty good job at paying tribute to that. And, and sure. the fact that they, uh, you know, they, they figured out a way for, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, the, 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 uh, the guy who lost his throat, the guy the, that lost his throat. Yeah. The, you know, what's his name? The, the, he played the Admiral. Oh, dude, I don't know anybody's Iceman. names. Iceman. What's his name? Um, Val Kilmer? Yeah, Val Kilmer. They found a way to work him into the script, even though, you know, yeah. obviously he's not uh, not in the most healthy condition. And the fact that he's, you know, yeah. he no longer is able to, to talk. Right. But they were able to work him into the script and give him a little bit of a role in that. I thought that was pretty cool that they were able to do something. Yeah that for him you know they 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 pulled out they put all the hooks in to pull all the old timers in and get them talking and and it worked i mean i thought it was a good movie i i enjoyed it i didn't think it was i didn't quite think it it was the cinematic um excellence that they hyped it up to be but it was cool it was was cool watch it was just a return to a, a iconic movie i guess yeah yeah so you know, if people want to watch it, it's still out there, Paramount Plus. Right. Go watch it. Yeah. Oh, and and uh, the 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 actor that they got to uh, portray uh, uh, Goose's son. You know, the, to, to make him look like him a little bit. Yeah. I thought they did a good job with that. Yeah. You know, the, the, his demeanor and his look and stuff, and made him really stand out. It's just like, right. Well, this this guy really wasn't. Uh, his son in real life, boy, they did a good job finding an actor to make it look like him. I think it might be his son in real life. Really? Is it? Because because the original was Anthony Edwards. Yeah, of course. And this guy's name is Blaine Bailey Edwards. Oh, is it? So it could be his son, right? That's I'm looking right now to see is Bailey Edwards Anthony Edwards' son. Yes. Oh, how about that? Well, then that makes that's sense. That's why he looked like him. <laughs> well, I wasn't aware because I had no idea who Bailey Edwards is. Yeah. Well, you know, apparently, apparently Anthony Edwards saw this coming. So he had a baby. So, the, you know, so he'd be ready by the time they did the remake. Well, there you are. So the legacy does live on even, even in real life. That's right. So that's yeah. why he'll be on the new ER. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because, because I, you know, finished up watching, uh, the new top gun, uh, I, I went and watched, a, a actually a really good movie was uh, okay. the firm. Oh yeah. Firm was great. I, I followed that up with the firm. That's a good movie there. Yep. That is a, that is a good movie. Even to this day, it still holds up. Sure. That was a kick-ass flick. It really yeah, it was. was. But... I, I agree. Uh, well, I spent my week twiddling my way through. A brand new batch of murder porn, and um, and um, I'm about halfway through the new Reacher series, which is fucking excellent. All right, good. It's excellent in the dumbest way, though. I, you know, I say it's excellent, but it's certainly not going to win. Certainly not going to push the Godfather out of the way for best movie of all time or best 
screenplay or any of that. It's dumb. It's dumb. Like an Arnold movie or a Stallone movie back in the eighties. Sure. It's just dumb fucking violence and sex and you know, but it's fun. It's just a fun, stupid, lots of chaos movie. Right. Or series, I guess. It's like eight or ten episodes or whatever. But good shit. Now Worth the watch. The, now what the hell is murder porn? What is that? Um, just um it's not really porn. It's just the 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 whole documentary series of um murders or serial killers or you know they call that murder porn okay well people will feed on that thing yeah for people that feed on death and destruction in the worst sickest kind of ways gotcha and i'm i'm all in i i discovered this week that tubi is by far the kings of original murder porn all right you have to sit through some commercials but wow i was watching one this week I don't even remember the name of it, but it has something. The kid's name is Jamie Bulger. And if you look up Jamie Bulger on Tubi, you'll find it. It's the only thing. Okay. So these two 10 year old kids, they lured another kid to a lake and they were going to drown this kid at 10, 10 years old. Well, it, it reminds me of uh, that actual thing that actually happened. Whereas the two girls had a sleepover and they took their friend out in the, with the slender band. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, this is this is definitely in that category. It's because yeah. like, uh-huh. this is real. This is real. It's not fake. It's a documentary. So you lead him to this water, and then the mother catches him right before he's gonna. They're gonna drown this kid, and just says, "Hey, you kids, get away from the water." So they walk away from the water, and then they beat the kid to death with bricks instead. <laughs> then they stick him on a train track, and then a the train runs him over and cuts him in half. Oh so, boy really fucking violent slaughter, but they're 10. Yeah. This is in England. So they didn't know what to do. You know, they, they and, and this, this documentary was fa- fascinating because they had all the interviews and everything with the kids, with the, with the police and the kids are crying, mommy, I need my mommy, you know, cause they're fucking 10. Sure. So they get sent away in England. I guess they have some kind of camps that they send people to instead of like kids, instead of, you know, how here you'd be sent to like a detention home. Right. Or something. Of course. Yeah. There they send them to a, it's more rehabilitational than it is here. Where here it's just like fucking kid prison in England. I guess they, you know, it has pools and horseback riding and shit. It's to try and train their brain to not be fucked up. Yeah. To be uh, normal. Yeah. Whatever normal is. Yeah. Whatever that will equal. And then they, they don't get released until they're deemed, uh, you know, safe to society. Even if that's past their 18th birthday. So what ended up happening was these kids, they aged out, but the, the judge in the, in the sentence, he put out their names in the sentencing, but then he also made it, made some kind of ruling that no news organizations are allowed to do any kind of like, um, you know, paparazzi type shit with these kids. They're not allowed to say where they're staying. They're not allowed to show pictures of them that might turn up all kinds of crazy shit like that. Well, now these kids are like 20. The family is out there saying, we're going to hunt this fucking, these fucking kids down and kill them. They're like just openly saying it in public. Right. Then there's a radio guy that's launching a campaign on his radio show to find and kill these two kids. It's it's so, so now it's this nutty thing and, and it's following this reporter around 
that's trying to find where these people are, but he's, you know, you know, and, and how they're secretly finding photos and getting photos sent to him, like through the dark web and shit. It's crazy. It's this crazy story. It's, it's something about Jamie Bulger. If people want to watch it, it's on uh, Tubi TV. All it's, right. it's really, really, A, it's well done, but man, it's like, it's fucked up. You know, just seeing, you know, just seeing the old school, you know, mob, the old school mob saying, yeah, we're going to kill this motherfucker. Right. <laughs> you know, here in the States, they, they would not go for that. I wouldn't, I don't think, I think you'd find the family, you know, tailed constantly. Sure. And maybe they are being tailed in England. I don't know, but it was, it was nuts. It was a weird, weird documentary, but really cool to kind of watch. Yeah. Well, I know you watched this because I heard you talk about it on your Chris Aiken presents, but I did watch that made off, uh, documentary as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was done pretty well. That was done. Well, just, it really makes you think that we're, we're fucked because this guy was able to dupe the, the government, the sec with a fucking dot matrix printer. Right. You know, he, he really wasn't that, I mean, he even said it, he said, it's not like I did anything smart. I just created paper. Well, his, his reputation preceded him. And, mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, he had already built up a reputation like, oh, this guy couldn't be doing anything wrong. I mean, he's a, yeah. he's a reputable, uh, you know, business guy, he's a yeah. reputable financier guy. So, uh, he would have no reason to, uh, do anything, you know, one toward or, or, yeah. or whatever the case may be. So, uh, you know, I, I heard the people in the, you know, documentary that they were interviewing saying that, you know, the sec would just call them up and say, Hey, do you have a hedge fund? No, I sure don't. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was, but I mean, he was moving on paper trillions of dollars Yeah, and, and was able to convince the government that that was so just on reputation, no auditing, no nothing. Well, he, just, he wasn't, he wasn't registered. So right. no reason for them to look at him Yeah, because Boy. he wasn't on their radar to look at because yeah. he wasn't running a legitimate business. Yeah. So I, I, I don't understand and maybe you don't either. And I don't know the documentary, if it told it, I didn't get it. Where's the money. Where yeah. did it all go? Yeah. Well, it, it just vanished. I, it just vanished. It, it was just paper, I guess. I, I don't yeah. know. Well, I mean, it wasn't just paper. You got all those people that have no money, right? They dumped money in. Well, well, they did recover a lot of the money. They were not all of it, but they recovered a big portion of it and got paid back to the. Yeah. Some, but some not, number. but most of it was like less than 50%, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, is he was, he was giving a lot, he was giving a lot of the proceeds away and, and, you know, the people who cashed out for a profit, that's where some of the, the you know, they, they being, he was running the Ponzi scheme. So if right. he put in $10 and he promised a, a, a 50% return on your money, yeah. you cashed out, you were getting $15 back. Right. So that's where the money went. And then the other money he lived on, he gave it away. He, uh, his family lived on it. Uh, <coughs> it was spent on vacations and, and boats right. and, you know, this, that, and the other. And, uh, you know, when it all fell apart, they were able to recover a, a lot of it. Sure. And, and 
pay pay it back to the people who who got duped but but i would say that a majority of it got spent yeah wow i just wonder dude dude, here here and i i always think about this because i'm a morbid fuck like this do you think in the end it was kind of worth it for him yeah he's in jail now but he's in his late 70s yeah well, he lived like a king for for yeah, thirty five years or whatever decade, yeah. So or, you know, decades. He, he yeah, like you know, so he had homes and boats, yeah. cars. He, li- he lived like a king through the the good years of his life. Yeah, of course. And now, yeah, he's in prison, but he's in prison on the down years. Yeah, that might suck, but overall, do you look at that and say, "Huh, eh, that was pretty good to be banging horse three at a time." <laughs> so. uh yeah, what, what was he in prison before he died? Was what six years? Yeah, Seven years. So he, he he did six years. So six years of of living tough for forty years of living like a fucking rock star. Yeah, I'd make that trade. <laughs> Would you? Yeah, of course. I'd make that trade. Hell yes. Yeah, that's. I mean, uh, the, the guy wanted for nothing. No, yeah. you know, but but the tragic. You know, the, the sad thing is if, if there's a sad part of this is, you know, his whole family is just decimated. His son's oh, died, yeah. his, his son committed suicide. His other son died of, of, uh, what did he die of? He died of like some kind of cancer or something. Yeah, cancer, some sort of cancer. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, whatever happened to his wife, is she still alive? I don't know. Cause I know she supposedly was living in her car at some point. Ernie Madoff's wife, Ruth Madoff. She's still alive. She's 81 years young. Um, got divorced in 20 or not divorced. I guess she stayed with him until he dropped dead. Right. In 2021. But yeah, she's still alive. Let's see what she's doing now. Personal life. Um, when her husband was sentenced. Um she has been vilified and shunned by her friends in the community after her husband was sent to prison. Madoff sought to avoid being recognized in public, even dyeing her hair red as she tried to avoid people from recognizing who she was. Doesn't really say that she was homeless or anything. Yeah. She probably was, though. Wow. Yeah, well, according to the documentary, anyway, she was living in her car or some, uh-huh. some shit, you know, for a little and while. She still had she still had some money though. In May of 2019, 77-year-old Ruth agreed to pay $594,000 and to surrender her remaining assets when she dies to settle claims by a a court-appointed trustee liquidating her husband's firm for former customers. Uh, Picard had sued Ruth Madoff for $44.8 million, and then she agreed to pay $594,000. But she still had six hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I don't know six hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, it's probably she probably lives off off of money. A trustee probably. Yeah, gives her like a stipend or something to live on. Yeah. So there you go. Yep, she's um, yeah, she's um, she's living in shame, but yeah, she's still living better than me. <laughs> she lost her two children she lost her husband she lost her life you know her her lifestyle rather and uh, boy what a way to yeah and you know if you believe the documentary uh she apparently was um ignorant to what was really going on 
Yeah, I don't know how much I believe of that. But Do again, you believe yeah. that that she was completely ignorant? Again, I don't know. I, I'm just going by what the documentary said. I said if you if you believe what the documentary shows, yeah. you know, she might have just been the the happy, loyal wife who yeah. just figured her husband was just a genius. Yeah, that could be. Could be. Chicks are dumb like that sometimes. Well, you know, when things are going well and you're taken care of and you, you don't need to worry about what's in the bank. Yeah. Like you just live your happy life and go to your social gatherings and, you know, be the bell of the ball and, mm-hmm. you know, all those things. Yeah. And why would you really worry about it? I mean, who thinks that their husband is fucking embezzling trillions from, from, from half of the country? Exactly. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Just a fucked up story, but good documentary. It is very well done. So if if you like those kind of a things, it's what is it? Four parts? Three parts. Three parts? Yeah. Okay. So if you you know have any interest in that, it's on Netflix. So yep. Go good stuff. Yeah. All right. I say we take a break. All right. Do I need to turn these things off when we take the break? You can if you want. To. I mean, will it last the whole show if I don't? You know what? I haven't used that for a whole show yet. So okay. uh, you got, I guess you could turn the power. Yeah, I'll turn it off. I just power yeah. it off and then power it back on. Yeah. Okay. So far so good though. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. A little echoey in my head, but I'll live with that. Yeah. But if you, if, like I said, I don't know if you, yeah. where, where your volume is uh, on whatever apparatus you have that uh, plugged in. Yeah, I'm not going to mess with it tonight because last thing I need to do is fuck it up and, yeah, so, and not be so, able to do the show. So basically, so basically what it is, is if you turn turn the volume on whatever you got the transmitter plugged in, turn that down a mm-hmm. little bit, turn yeah. up the volume on the little red pack. Right, that, then it'll take, take the echo. echo out of there. Okay. That's yeah, I'll play, with, I'll play with it tomorrow or Monday right. or whatever. All right. All right, I'll let you pick a tune. So what should we play? All right. Uh, the band is called Crisix, C-R-I-S-I-X. And the song is called WMN United. Oh, there they are. Crisix. Yep. And where do you know these? Uh... They're a thrash band. Matt and I interviewed them like a year ago, year and a half ago. Okay. Um, they, they're really good as far as thrash goes. And this song here has like chuck billy in it and a bunch of other like thrash metal guys in it so and what's the name of the song wmn united wmn united okay it's from their full length album i guess okay full hd yeah uh let's see here there it is all right all right well we're gonna play a few tunes we'll come back so uh let's check out crisis exclusively here on your classic metal show Thanks for checking out this episode of The Classic Metal Show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out The Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. Hey!